Amen. Well, tonight, without further ado, we're going to go straight into the Word. We have been on our series, and Pastor has been doing a fantastic job dissecting the Word from every angle on giving. How many of you have been blessed so far? Giving. Wow. It's been amazing. I was watching the service on Sunday and um, just blessed by some of the things he was sharing. One of the things that you hear pastors say is, don't be, don't give emotionally. Don't give emotionally. You, you must be someone who does not give emotionally because that's not sustainable. You must give out of knowledge. Amen? You must give out of what? Knowledge, understanding of what God has done for you. Amen? So don't give emotionally. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't give emotionally. Don't give emotionally. Also, Pastor said on Sunday, become a proactive giver, not a reactive. Where are the, all of you that were in church on Sunday, what's going on here? And if, if you're in church on Sunday, wave, wave your hands to me. Okay, all right. So, he said, become a what? Proactive giver, not a reactive giver. Who is a proactive giver? Yes. Please, can, can you furnish out with a mic, please? Someone, this, is, this is Bible exploration. Amen. We're exploring the Bible. This is kind of different from Sunday, so we'll get to hear from the congregation as well. Thank you, sister, for blessing my sister here with a mic. Amen. Who is, who is a proactive giver? I thought you wanted to say something. That's why you raised your hands. No, you asked a question, and I just Oh, answered. okay, okay, okay. Okay, I don't want to put you on the spot. That's fine. Who no. wants to answer? Who is a proactive giver and not a reactive giver? Reduce her mic on there. I you, am. That's fine. Go ahead and speak. I am a proactive giver. What I, makes you a proactive giver? Well, I know, first of all, I think that for me, paying my tithes okay. on a regular basis is being proactive. Okay. Always knowing that I'm giving to God and I'm doing what he asked me to do in Malachi 3. And this is really crazy, but you know what? I always carry around a bunch of ones and fives because there's so many homeless people around that when I see them asking, I have money to give them. I don't know if that's emotional, but I I always feel like I want to give to the poor. So I prepare with having ones and tens and fives to be able to give. Amazing. Put your hands together for her. Mutes the effect on the uh, on the last uh, the channel. That's what's making it like that. All right. So, any other person who is the proactive giver? Who is the proactive giver? Who wants to try? All right. There's a hand raised over here. Oh, there were there hands on this side? Okay, amazing. That's good. We're gonna come around. Just get, yeah, mm here first. All right. Um. Oh. Go ahead. A proactive giver um to me it's like you're giving with all your heart you're not giving out of emotions and things like that you're not giving because um the okay i know the bible tells us to give but you're not just giving because oh the bible says i should give yeah. or in expectance of something else or a blessing from god okay. you're just giving because it's the right thing to do that's good so that's the way that i see it the right right thing to do amazing please pass the mic who is a proactive giver, not a reactive giver? 
I am a proactive giver. Okay. Because um, I believe that true religion is given to the poor, taking care of orphans and the widows. Okay. So um, I give without like having to. <laughs> Go ahead. You're doing great. So, like, I don't want to give out of a place of, like, emotion, like, people or, like, say a trumpet. Like, oh, I'm going to give to the yeah. poor now. Oh, look mm-hmm. at me. Like, I do this secretly so that nobody will know. So only God knows because that's what he wants and expects of me to do as a true believer. Amazing. Amazing. Faith, how are you, Faith? You doing okay, Faith? <laughs> <She's smiling. laughs> okay. I'm a proactive giver. One, because I'm always... Trying to listen to God to hear, because we need to be, we are all family. We need Mm. to be taking care of our family, whether Mm. they're strangers or people we know. Mm. We need to be helping the Lord take care of the entire family. Also, the word says not to just give them a word, Mm -hmm. but to back it up with an action. People need to see the Lord in action, the Lord at work in their lives. And that can only be done through an action or an act of giving. That's good. That's, That's good. Amazing. Amazing. Any, any, any other person want to tell me who is a pro? Oh, mommy is on the side here. She wants to share one of our mothers in the house. Yeah, you go. Amazing. <laughs> I love Thanks it. A lot. Hallelujah. I'm a proactive giver because... Uh, Brother Divine, I, please I, pick up mommy. Pick up mommy, please. Thank you. We want, to, we want to make sure that everybody around the world can see mommy. I'm proactive yes. here because I believe that what God has done in my life is very important. So I love giving. I have that spirit of giving. Mm. I, like, I, love, I have the spirit of giving to help. I like helping the needies. Mm. Yes. So Amazing. I don't have that zeal in me. Mm. That I always like to give. Amazing. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Put your hands together for all of, all our rest. Well, pastor is watching right now. So pastor, you can see that the church is learning. Amen. You're not wasting your time. You're not wasting your, your, your energy pouring. No, we are learning. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you learning? Are you learning? Okay. Oh, oh, there's somebody. Oh, please go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to bring a little bit of definition on the word uh, gift. Um, Giving is like you do something voluntarily Mm. without expecting any compensation. Mm. Yeah, so therefore, a proactive giver is a person that probably gives out of love, Mm. not out of compulsion. Compulsion. And then, of course, vice versa. Mm. On, On the other hand, a reactive giver will be the person that just does it at the spur of the moment, mm. emotionally. Yeah. And because you can have a situation where somebody just hype you up and mm. you give. Mm-hmm. Not that you really wanted to, but just because of the ambience. Oh, mm. that's <laughs> yeah, the ambience. The ambience. Yes. <laughs> because of the ambience of the atmosphere. The atmosphere, yes. yes. But if you have love in your heart, mm. it doesn't really matter. Oh yeah, because yeah. sometimes it's not. I I believe that uh, there are some certain things that God will call you specifically to do, and there's some that is for other people. Yeah, yeah. So it's not everything Every... that you put your hand in. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then you don't want to put yourself in a position that you become a god to somebody, mm-hmm. and they don't want to do anything because they're looking up to you up to because you. you always give. 
They Amazing. know how to push the right button to get it from you. Wow. Amazing. Put your hands together for everyone one more time. Thank you for that answer. Our very own Dr. Odelia. Amen. Well, this evening, I, I thought to start off with um, some facts or some stats on giving across America when it comes to giving with um, to nonprofits in America. All right. So some of them include only 5% tithe. And 80% of Americans only give 2% of their income. All right. So, just showing you what's happening in the church. Tithers make up only 10 to 25% of a normal congregation. Only 10 to 25%. This is um, a global study on churches and giving across uh, America by the nonprofitsource.com. So, if you can, you can go and check it out yourself. Um, <clears throat> See, there's so many, so many stats here. Okay, I think I'll read this one. About 10 million tithers in the in the U.S. donate 50 billion yearly to church and nonprofit. Now, 77 percent of those who tithe give 11 percent to 20 percent or more of their income, far more than the baseline of 10 percent. So basically, what that's saying that those who give actually give well. So you find it, it someone who is a tither in the church. They usually give more than 10%, which is actually logical because if someone is giving consistently their tithe, which is 10% of your income, right? Um, and then just also tithe and offering are different. We know that, right? Okay. So your tithe is 10% of your income and then your offering is a free will gift that you give to the, to God, right? And so most times it's very hard for you to find someone who tithes and does not give an offering. So that is why the stats show that if someone, if that Although they are 11 to, 11 to 20 percent of their income, far more than the 10 percent baseline. Make sense? Make sense? It's, it's pretty logical, right? Seven, so then, seven, seven out of 10 titles do so based on their gross and not their net income. Amen. Just show you some things that are happening around the church. Really, um, 37 percent of regular church attendees and evangelicals don't give money to the church. Um, for families making $75,000 plus, 1% of them gave at least 10% in tithing. Three out of four people who don't go to church make donations to nonprofit organizations. One thing you find out about Americans is that although some of them might not give to churches, they love to give to uh, nonprofits. So um, that's why you find um, some nonprofits that are. Um, doing certain things that might not align with scriptural values, but they have a lot of funding. All right? So that's one, of, that's one of the reasons why, because um, to, to date, America still funds 90% of world missions. All right? So sending people around the world. Um, so that's why you see that people still give to... You find people that say they don't, they don't want to give to church. They don't want to give to church, but they want to give to charities, right, that do good works, like medical kind of work or... Um, but giving to church has, has, be, has become um, less and less over the years. So, but that's why that's why series like this is so important for us as a church. Amen. So, now fun facts. Okay, so for churches that have online giving, um, you find out that forty nine percent of all church giving transactions um, are made with a card. Okay, eight to ten percent. 
eight out of ten people who give to churches have zero credit debt. So there's, there's a correlation between giving and good stewardship. And then 60% are willing to give to their church digitally. I think that's an important stat. That's why we have all these ways of giving, right? So, so we're not just creating new ways of giving for no reason. But the stats actually show that people prefer to give online. Amen? All right. So three things you need to know about giving. That's my topic tonight. Three things you need to know about giving. My uncle's scripture Three things you need to know about giving. Let's start from Proverbs 13 and verse 18. Okay? Let me give you some, uh, this is what we call appetizers. You know when you go to a restaurant, they have appetizers. Huh? You want some appetizers tonight before we go into the main course? Alright. So, Proverbs 13 and verse 18. Let's read together. One, two, go. Amen. Poverty and shame will come to him with disdain's correction, but he would regards rebuke will be honored. Hallelujah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another translation here in a second. <laughs> you know I was going there. <laughs> Change la vision. <laughs> Uh, and then when you change the version, let's go to Proverbs 13 and verse 8. Not 18. Proverbs 13 and verse 8. Hallelujah. One to go. Read together. One to go. A person's riches may ransom their life, but the poor cannot respond to threatening rebukes. Change la vision. New King James Version. New King James Version. <laughs> Hallelujah. The ransom of a man's life is his riches, but the poor does not hear rebuke. Listen to me. Everyone has generosity inside of them. Every one of us. Everyone. There is so, there's something in you that wants to give. But most times... People don't want to give to the right causes. And so you'll find out that this scripture is saying the ransom of a man's life is his riches. Do you know that there's what they call ransomware? Right? If you work in IT, ransomware. Where I think one of the hosp- major hospitals in Tulsa just had one of those. Where they, they, they take advantage, they kind of lock your systems out. Right? And then you cannot access your data. And so you, you have to pay. You have to pay to get your data back. And it's yours. You have to give to those people. The, rans- the ransom of a man's life is what? His riches. Whether you like it or not, you will give. This world is set up for you to give. So you decide who you want to give to. Do you want to give to God? Or you want to give to the hospital? <laughs> or you want to give to thieves? Because it says the ransom of a man's life is his riches. Meaning your, your life can be, is connected to your money. That's why when, when they kidnap people, what do they look for? Ransom. ransom. Yeah. And that money will come out. 
most times. <laughs> that money will come. Especially, uh, because, listen, the kidnappers don't kidnap people that don't have money. Have you ever seen the kidnappers going to a village to kidnap people that don't have money? Very rarely they do that. And, and if they do that, it's for political reasons. But if they're looking for money, they look for what? Rich people. Why? Because the ransom of your life, the price of your life is your wealth. So that's why it's important to give. It's important to what? Give. This is just appetizer, okay? Let me give you one more. One more, one more appetizer. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 16. Proverbs 18 and verse 16, okay? Proverbs 18 and verse 16. A man's gifts makes room for and brings him before great men. A man's gift makes room for him. Your giving will make room for you. Your giving will make room for you. There are certain rooms and realms that you will not enter until your giving is connected. Period. A man's gift makes what? Room for him and brings him before great men. And what brings him before great men? Listen. You find out when people are trying to, are trying to uh, um, you know, when there's a new political leader, uh, and people are trying to r- rally for offices, what do they do? They do donations. They want to give to the person. Because they know that if, if, if they give to that person, that person will favor them. Listen, your giving to God favors you. Amen. And brings you into rooms of favor. Rooms of favor says a man's gift where are your gifts where are your gifts perhaps your rooms are still small the rooms that you'll be entering are still rooms that you know simple people just going and out because you have not said lord by my giving i connect to this next level your giving can change your level that's basically talking about change of levels there huh he says it will make room for you. That's talking about what? Change of levels. I mean, if, for instance, if you were in a company and you were a junior staff, okay, you had a director, you were talking to the director every day, that was your boss. And all of a sudden, the president of the company calls you and says, come up to my office. That is a change of level. And tells you, hey, I want you to become uh, CEO, uh, um, let's say vice president or something. That's a change of level. You've entered into a new room. So when it says a man's gift makes room for him, it means your giving will change your level. Your giving will change your level. I remember I was in Covenant University in Nigeria. Uh, 20, oh gosh, I don't want to give you the date because that was my last year. I'm not sure which year that was. I think that was 2014 probably. 2014, I think. And I was, I was attending our yearly convention and... During that convention, we were challenged 
to give sacrificially. And I said to God, I had 10,000 naira. Someone to check how much is 10,000 naira. Convert it. Someone to help me to convert it. Convert 10,000 naira to, to dollars. 10,000. How many? 12 dollars. 12 dollars. Was it 12? 12 dollars? Wow. 12, it's, not even 12, it's not up to dollars. It's dollar. 12 dollars. <laughs> uh, it's up to dollar. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> 12 dollars. So I gave 12 dollars in 2024. In, 20, in 2014, I said, God, I will. So I had 10,000 naira in my account, and I, so I converted it into. Um, dollars, which was $12, and I gave an offering that was everything in my account. And I said, Lord, by this time next year, I want to give my tithe in dollars. And 2015, God made a way for me to come to the U.S. And since then, I've been giving my tithe in dollars. <laughs> your giving will change your level. Appetizer. Are you ready for the main course now? Yes. All right. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 10. Three things you need to learn about giving. We're going to read together. You're going to read one. I'll read two. Ready? You go. One, two, go. Okay, verse 2. It's my turn now. A devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. If that Bible is yours and you love it, go ahead and underline the word alms. Alms generously. Alms generously to the people and pray to God always. Verse 3, you go. One, two, go. Cornelius, I see someone here, but you're giving. An angel will appear to you and call your name. And you see, the, <laughs> let me tell you something. When you read the Bible, you said an angel appeared to Mary, an angel appeared to Cornelius, an angel appeared to this person. What is special about those people? Nothing. There's nothing special about those people. They're just people like you and I. So why can't we believe? When I said, when I said an angel appeared to you, some people were like me, an angel appeared to me. Me? Lokundo, me? As spiritual as I am. As spiritual. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> as spiritual as I am. <laughs> an angel who appeared to me. You don't believe it. You don't believe that an angel can appear to you because of your giving. Okay, now, how many of you now believe that an angel can appear to you because of your giving? Let me see the hands up. Okay. And verse 4, one to go. And when he observed him, he 
Amen. Now send men to Joppa and uh, for Simon, whose surname is what? Peter. The six. And when the angel spoke to him, had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. Amen? Amen. This evening, very quickly, we're going to stay in verse 1 to 7. Hallelujah. Number one, three things you need to know about giving. Your giving has a voice. Your giving has a voice. Turn to your neighbor and say your giving has a voice. Verse 4. Verse 4 of Acts for 10. And when he had observed him, he was afraid and said, What is this, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your, what? And your arms. Change la vision. NLT, please. New Living Translation. NLT. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as a as a what? an offering have been received by God your offering has a voice your giving has a voice what is speaking for you in heaven? Sam, what is speaking for you in heaven? is it only your prayers? he said your prayers and your gifts to the poor your prayers and your what? gifts that means your giving has a voice. Please, sir, please, ma, don't joke with your giving. Because that is one of the voices that is speaking before the throne of God for you. That is one of the voices that is speaking before the throne of God for you. It says your prayers and your gifts, your, your gifts have come up to God. As an offering. Your prayers and your what? Your, off, your, your gifts, gifts. Your offerings. Don't play with it. Your giving has a voice. Why did God choose a man like Abraham in the Bible? Why? Basically, God took Abraham through a series of tests. And what was the ultimate test? To give. To give. The ultimate test was to give. And when he passed that test, God said to him, Now I know. And he made him a father of nations. Father of nations. Until today, we are, listen, we are still singing Abraham's blessings are mine. Even Jesus came and he said, the seed of Abraham, right? 
He, was, he flows through the, the lineage of Abraham. Hallelujah. That's the power of your giving. Your giving will make you eternally relevant. Your giving will make you what? Eternally relevant. Will make your voice eternally relevant. Because your voice will be speaking before heaven. Amen. Your giving has a voice. Number two. Your giving will make room for you. Which we talked about a little bit at, during the appetizer. Your giving will what? Make room for you. Now we're going to look at a different scripture very quickly. In First Kings chapter 10. Thanks Kings chapter 10. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 10. When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. Verse 2. She came to Jerusalem with a great retinue, with camels that bore spices. Very much gold. Very what? Much gold. And precious silver. And precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Listen. That woman would never have had access to such places except by the level of her gifting to Solomon. That's why the Bible says, you know, the Bible, is, Bible doesn't just add those things for, for just for words. It says very much gold. Very much gold. This is showing you keys to access new realms. Even with favor with people. Giving is one of the ways that you can get people's favor. Do you know that? You, you, don't, you don't want me to preach real. You want me, just, you want me to speak in the, in the, in the meta level. I'm telling you that giving... If you want favor with somebody and with God, give to God and give to somebody. Give to people. Yeah. Bless people. Not, don't just bless people who are in need. Also bless people who you see have been favored by God. Amen. Bless people who have been sow seeds into people's lives that have been favored by God. Amen. That will, that will bless you. You will receive favor. Amen. This is practical. This is this is practical, this, and you know the children of the world have mastered this, and they, that's why they find them. They begin to go higher, 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 and then and then we are praying. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there are certain things the Bible is very clear about. There's a reason why that woman brought that much gold because she knew for her to access the king at that level, she had to give big. Amen. Amen. She spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Verse 3, let's go on. Verse 3. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. Verse 4, let's move. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon that that 
the house that he had built, the food on his table, the sitting of his servants, the service of his waiters, and the apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. <laughs> Verse 6. Then she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in your own land, in my own land, about your words and your wisdom. Okay. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told. She was mesmerized. Your wisdom and your prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are those your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Verse 9. We're going somewhere. Stay with me now. Don't, don't miss this now. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel because the Lord has loved Israel forever. He made you king to do justice and righteousness. Then, then turn to your neighbor and say, then. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity, and precious stones. Therefore, there never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Uh, Let me talk to the women. This was a woman. She was a woman of substance. Do not let anybody put you down. You are. And you can create wealth as a woman. Amen. Amen. Then she gets, I mean, she gave, look at what the Bible says. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Do you know what that means? It means that in the entire world, the thousands of people that came to see Solomon, nobody could outgive that woman. Nobody could outgive that woman in, in terms of what she did. Verse 11. Verse 11. Also, the ships of Hiram, which brought gold. Can you imagine? Ships brought gold of offer brought great quantities of armored wood and precious stones of offer. Verse 13, uh, verse 12, sorry. And the king made steps of the armored wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house. Also harps and string instruments for the singers. They never, listen again, listen. They never again came such armored wood, nor has the like been seen to this day. Your giving will make room for you. The only reason we're talking about that woman is because she gave in the Bible. That's the only reason. That she gave to someone who was God's anointed. Solomon. Now, watch this now. This is what, you think you you can outgive God? Watch what happens here. Now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired. You cannot outgive God. Listen, you can't outgive God. You will think that after she, what she had done, Solomon will just say, Okay, thank you. Thank you. 
God is looking for who to bless. When you give to God, he's looking for you to show you, listen, bring it, I would multiply it and give it back to you. That's what happened with this lady. She said, so now King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all she desired. Do you know what that means? Anything this woman asked for, she got. Meaning, by her gift, by her gift to Solomon, Solomon became a god to her. You didn't get that. By her gift to Solomon, Solomon became a god to her. Meaning, because whatever you ask, does it sound like how God blessed Solomon? Remember, uh, whatever Solomon asked for, God gave. Whatever Solomon asked for, God gave. Why? Because he gave to God. So this woman came in the anointing of Solomon and gave him the same way. And the Bible says that now Solomon gave the queen of Saba all she desired. Your gift to God and those around you will make room for you. Meaning it will change your level. That's what it means. Whatever she asked for, besides what Solomon had given her. Listen, besides... Whatever she asked for, besides what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity. So meaning anytime you come to Solomon, he will give you something. You, you know, growing up, you have those uncles and aunties. When you, anytime you see them, you know that they will give you something. Eh? You know, you want to be around those uncles and aunties. That's how Solomon was. Everybody was like, so everybody liked Solomon. Everybody wanted to visit Solomon. Because King Solomon, how are you doing now? You know, they will come because they knew they would get something. There was just royal generosity. But beyond royal generosity, this woman got anything she asked for. So she turned and went to her own country. She and her servants. Your giving will make room for you. Your giving will make room for you. Before God and before man. Listen. There are men that are walking on this earth. They are not not men. mere, Mere men. They have become Heavenly portals. Eh? How do you know someone has, someone is not a, a mere man? It's by the, the works that they command with their hands. Eh? That's how you know that the people are not mere men. For instance, Bishop David, Bishop David Oyedepo, he's not a mere man. If you see, if you see the man walking, one day, one day I encountered Bishop David Oyedepo on our campus at Covenant University. And when I came in his circumference, it's like I was in heaven. He was not preaching. He just said, hey, how are, you? how are you doing? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. It was when it's white kaftan, you know. Oh, and that was before I came to ORU. It's like, oh, you're going to or Roberts. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The peace. The joy. And then you see how one man is commanding that kind of exploit. Currently building 100,000 capacity. Listen, those are not men. Those are infrastructures, portals of heaven where if you want to be, if you want to be blessed. Listen, God has men on this earth that can take you from one point to another. Hallelujah. Amen. There are men that if they pray for you, I remember one time I was... I and Pastor we were out there, we were shooting a video. And I was just an international student, an F1 visa, serving the Lord, and working. 
in the church. And we're shooting that video. And after he, he, he told me, he said, kneel down. And he prayed for me. He said, I see a promotion coming your way. These are not mere men. I see a promotion coming your way. When he, when he prayed for me, few few months later, that's when I got promoted to be a manager. And then a few months later, a director. Never had a better yesterday. So when you see me serving here, I, I know what is in the house. If you, if, you, if you put yourself, your life will never be the same. I am a proof. Amen. Finally, number three. Your giving triggers angelic activity. Cornelius saw an angel after he gave and gave and gave and gave in Acts chapter 10. Your giving, what? Triggers angelic activity. Acts chapter 10. Let's go to the part where it talks about the angel visiting him. I think that should be verse 3. He said, about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, I see God sending angels to speak to you because you're a giver. Because you're a giver. Just because you're a giver. It will attract angelic interventions. Yes. Your giving will attract angelic visitations. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you as believers. How many believers do we have in the house? Okay. Believe the word of God. You can give and say, Lord, by this giving, direct my steps. Let me have a clear-cut direction on what to do. Sometimes that's what. Sometimes, sometimes you can tie your giving to specific things. Amen. Specific things. So, although he was just giving because he was a good man and he loved to give, still it attracted God's favor. How much more someone who is giving intentionally? Hallelujah. So please believe. Believe that God will see your giving and he will send supernatural intervention upon your life. Jump to your feet tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Communion, please. Let's go ahead and share the communion. We've come to the end of our service tonight. We're going to thank God for the word. And we are going to say, Lord, help us to become active Proactive givers, not reactive givers. Hallelujah. Amen. Choir, you can go up. Glory to Jesus. Proactive givers. How many of you want to be proactive givers in the house? Proactive givers. Amen. Not emotional givers. Proactive givers. Three things you need to know about giving. Number one, your giving has a voice. Number two, your giving will make room for you. And number three, your giving triggers 
angelic visitation, angelic activities, angelic movement. There will be movement in your life, supernatural movements. <laughs> supernatural what? Movements, activities, angelic activities. You know, and you, by the way, guys, do you know that angels are supposed to be ministering like spirits for you? Meaning they're supposed to be helping you. You can release angels and say, hey, angels, assigned to me. I release you to go and do this and this and this and this. Amen? You can. Use your angels. I remember, as we take our communion, I remember one one time when I was leaving school one time when I was leaving school between because Covenant University was in a different state and Lagos is a different state the airport is in Lagos so I was driving from my uncle was taking me from uh, um, Covenant University to the airport which is you know probably an hour drive I think there about and that road if anybody knows anything about those roads there's always what traffic, and I that that and I just I've been reading a book um, by Bishop David Oedipo on on angels, and he was talking about how you can put your angels to work. So that morning before we left, I said, they, when we left the uh, the um, Covenant University, there was no way we were going to make it on time. There was going to be traffic. There was going to be traffic. We knew that, but I prayed. I said, angels. I release you to go and clear the world off. And trust when we're driving past the place where the trap there was like where the traffic is supposed to be jammed, there was nothing there. Nothing. Someone is hearing this and say, What if it was a coincidence? That is the that is that is the problem. Most times people don't believe. You don't believe. I believe it was an angelic activity. And for you, beginning tonight, you will begin to see angelic activities. Angelic activities in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen.